It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new 2 for $5 chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy is it sweet. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. I'm your host, Pasha, and joining me, as always, is my guy, Austin Rivers. Austin, what's going on, man? What's up, my guy? This is uh, probably one of the more special podcasts we're going to ever have, man. This is an honor. We're here at my boy, teammate, Carl Anthony Towns. What's up, my guy? What up, baby? Yeah, we're at the crib right now. What we like to call, or what he likes to call, Cancun. Hard to describe. It's just a place where you go and time stands still. <laughs> hey, look, I see a fish tank behind you. It looks pretty insane Bro, over this there. This is nothing but vibes over here. If I was... If I had this in, in my crib, I probably would never leave the crib. No, no, no joke. Cat, uh, Kat, you don't mind if I call you Cat, right? Nah, not at all. Call me whatever okay, the hell cool. you want. Big, <laughs> big fan. Appreciate you jumping on with us. I want to get right into it. Last night, your first game since November, uh, pretty much went, I would say, best case scenario. You guys pull out a big win. You have the game-winning free throws. You played great. Was that, was that kind of, the like I said, best case scenario, the best way you'd envision that happening? I know over the last few months, you probably pictured your first game back, what that would be like. What, was, what did that feel like for you? Nah, man, it felt great. And like you said, it definitely was the best case. I mean, yeah. you asked to uh, haven't been out for, what, 114 days, 52 games, and with three seconds left, the ball's in your hand to win the game. So, I mean, it, it was obviously, selfishly, it was kind of like what movies are made for my return. That's why I kept saying that. I don't know why. It just, it just <laughs> felt what it was. You know, yeah, it yeah. just felt like one of those moments, you know, it's it's been a long road. I never thought I, people doubted if I would come back this year, you yeah. know. yeah. Right, was, here we all did. We were like, man, I don't know if Carl's coming back because it's so close, bro. With eight or nine games left, 
when you get that close, you just don't know. Yeah, and you know, you've seen how people before, you know, they get eight, nine games. It's like, ah, why even risk it? You right, know, right, type right. thing. So I wasn't going to be one of those guys. I was ready to go play as soon as I got the clear from it. That's dope, man. And that's the longest, that's the longest you've uh, been out. I would say, yeah, since you've been in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I broke my wrist. I dislocated it. I was out like 30, 20 games. But I mean, I always found a way how to play. Like when I broke it, I put a cast on and played with it. And then when I uh, dislocated it, I was trying to uh, play. But I came back a little later than I thought I was going to come back. And yeah. it never was like that, where you couldn't like walk. You know, like something, when you hurt your wrist, I could still be there. I'm still in the vibe. I'm at every trip. The routine's the same. When you tear your calf, it's like, you know, I wasn't able to be on the road with you guys. And, like, it was different. You know, that's because you really got basketball taken all away from you. You couldn't walk. You couldn't shoot. You couldn't do anything. So it's really like, you're done. No more basketball. Breaking wrist, break your left one. I still shoot with my right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff and everything. But it's different when you can't. Go to a gym. You right, know? right, right. How do you mentally approach that then? Like, what do you, what do you like, what do you do every day on a daily basis to to lock in and like keep that mental sharpness? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, every day I was here, it was just more about like when I get back, I'm gonna make sure my routine's perfect. I'm gonna make sure I do everything I possibly can. Like you know, you're just kind of salivating at the moment of I could go back to a Mayo Clinic. I could, I could practice. I could do this. I could do that. Like every day, I was just. Itching for that moment, I was going to be clear to do more and more and more. It, it's it's hard, you know, because you're just, you know, we're workers, you know. Right, right, we're hard right, right. workers, and we always love being in the gym. That's like what a, our DNA is composed of for how long we've been doing this. So to not, to take a big part of your routine out of your everyday right, life. Right, right, right. It's like a forced retirement. I just didn't know what to do. So I... I Every day I was here, you know, it's great. You know, Cancun, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this ain't a bad place to be. Cancun man. never ran dry, I can tell you that. But it's just the fact of like, man, I want to go outside and like drive a car. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You love cars. Like yeah. the fact that I couldn't even drive my car was yeah. like, damn, like, you know. And then my girl was doing so much for me and I was like, damn, I, I'm supposed to take care of that. I'm supposed to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, right, right, right. like the little things. Yeah. And it was like, it was tough. But basketball wise, it was it was tough just because I just wanted to shoot. I just wanted to do something, you know. Yeah, just like, at least get in the gym, feel the ball. Well, get outside. Yeah, you know? yeah, just yeah. Just to yeah, feel yeah. like I had an errand to do outside. Right, right, right. It was right, like right, a big, right. like, oh my god, I can't wait. I have to go to the grocery store. Oh my god, like right. that's how it got. How how crazy it got with that time being here. And then it's the winter, so there's snow. You can't even go outside, so you're stuck in the house. Right, 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 right. Ah, right. oh, it was awful. Yeah, and I, I wonder, like, as someone who is so routine. I just only know this from playing with you. When you were healthy, you know, you were one of the earliest to the gym, if not the first every time. You had your routine, you had your massage, you had this, you had to work. You know, you're very meticulous about yeah. how you do your stuff. To have that taken away and not be able to do that, try to fill that void with something, you know, even though like you have all this at the house, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're a man of, like you said, you like to work, you like to grind, yeah. you like to be in the gym, you like to have that purpose. Does that ever like, kind of like fuck with you just because you didn't even know like what the end goal was. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it's 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 like you said, like I didn't feel like I earned my day. And I knew I was recovering. And I think that's what I always tell my girl all the time is like, I gotta do something in a day so I feel like I earned the right to be resting or yeah. to be doing nothing or you know to be watching yeah. TV and stuff like I never felt like I earned the day because I never was at the gym. I never was working out. I was never doing my routine, coming home and saying, wow, okay, I've earned the right to be 
in Cancun, in the house, chilling, playing video games, whatever I'm doing. Like, you know, you wake up in the house all day, you just seeing the same walls, and then you come and then you go to sleep, and you're like, I didn't really do anything to earn the right to say, Oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Right, so, right. It, it was just hard because I used to wake up early and I used to know that I was still not doing anything. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you're like, Nah, I mean, my cab is right. I could do something, I could get up and do this shit, or whatever. And then I take the first step and I'm like, Oh, nah, I can't do that. There ain't no way. I remember like even being like in Cancun with the pool. It's like I couldn't even get in the pool. The water was too much on my cab. It would hurt. Oh, it was irritating it, bothering yeah, it. Yeah, like like I guess we say buoyancy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was bothering my cab a lot. So I remember when um, the wolves were having me do the rehab, they would have me do it in a pool and I would be tired. I'd be done. Yeah. Cab would be done for the day. Could it move or anything? Yeah, your workouts were definitely, I mean, you even you showing me on the phone. <laughs> and then first game back, Pasha, like you said, he hits the game winning free throws. In the huddle. Coach draws up that play and says, Carl, you got the ball. Seven seconds left. This is a must win, bro. You know, we're trying to get we to the have to. Yeah, we, we need to win these games if we're going to get in the playoffs and the play-in. You haven't played in 51 54, games? 52. 52 games. Mm-hmm. And the ball's in your hands with seven seconds left. Ooh, love it. I know. It, that's crazy to me, though. Ooh. The whole the whole team looked at each other like, I mean, shit. Who else we gonna get a ball? To? <laughs> I was ready for that. I knew when I got in there. I said, Finch, don't draw this shit up for me before anybody. I'm gonna be real pissed, bro. I'm gonna be mad in this hunt. You wanted the ball? Why? I wanted it. That's the moment I live for. That's why I get the check. Let me go get my check. It's the first day I get to earn my check. I at least want to go out there and earn yeah, my yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. I love that. What was that like? What was that like in the arena in the post game interview? I saw. I saw how happy you were, your rapport with the fans, you were talking to them. What, what was that like in there, it being in the building? Because on, on watching from my phone, it looked, it looked awesome. It looked like months in the making. Man, that was so much excitement built up, so much, you know, understanding the work I put in and everything just to get to that point. It was just, man, the fans were electric. They Sell were. They, they were they were they were excited for you to come back. Yeah, that intro, the love. intro was crazy. The that's... intro was crazy. Ooh. They they like did first off, they have like, you know, music that they play for our team. So they had the hip hop music in there, everybody in there jumping around. They changed the whole song, the lighting changes, just for his name when his name's ready to go. So it's like the Undertaker about to come out, bro. <laughs> I thought I thought, the, I thought the Undertaker was about to come out from the tunnel. They like dim the lights, they change the music. Carl just starts smiling, and they go, "He's back!" <laughs> like I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Uh, and then he came out three for four, bang, bang, bang from from bro. The first one I'm gonna tell you right now that was the uh, get one out. One. Do you know? Do you know what I respected when you got the ball? There was no option that you weren't putting that. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. He got the ball. We were running a set. Carl was like, fuck the set. He caught the ball in the wing, turned like this. was like, yo, I'm back. I'm going right at this dude. And went right at him. Like, I love that. I love that you, that you had that aggression, that confidence after missing that many games. Yeah. It's just validation of why these guys are who they are. You know what I mean? The confidence is just at a superior level. That's, that's love, man. That's amazing. Appreciate you. When you were in your rehab process, did you ever think for a second that you wouldn't be able to return this season? Or did you always know that you were going to nah, come back? Nah, I knew I was going to come back. I just, you, you get, it's, the one thing about injuries, especially like a calf injury, so tricky, one. But two, it's like, there's a very good chance you could have a setback. You know, there's a chance you could have a setback. It's not like, oh, if we do all our things, you know, there's no setback. Like, there's a good chance that something could happen with the calf. It's a tricky injury. So, going from... Oh, you know, we had a, you know, we knew it was a grade three calf strain. 
in the team and stuff. So it was like, oh, we know it's going to be a little while, but we th- we're we looking at this date. And then every time you're looking good, you know, it gets pushed back. You have a setback like I had. And then you you go and you're just trying to figure out how can you get back because, you know, you thought you were coming back at this time. Then weeks from there, you're, you're finally coming back like last night. So it's just one of those things that tests your patience a lot because every day you feel like you're getting better and you're, you know, you'll realize real quick you're at step one still. You yeah. Know? Can't skip no steps on it. And true story, and why you weren't making it like when you were going up to those free throws. You know, there's two free throws left. We're down one with what three seconds? It was yeah, three seconds. And uh, you know, everybody's over there like, man, this is a hell of a position to be in after missing 51 games to have two free throws left to like win the game is like it is a great situation, but it's a very tough situation to ask a player to be Mm -hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like after missing that much time. And Ant was literally on the bench like, I don't know what y'all nervous for. I was like, Carl going to make these. He going to make these. Because this is one thing I know about Carl. He going to get a bucket. He going to get you a bucket. I'm going to get you a bucket in those times. <laughs> and once you make the first one as a basketball player, for people who don't know, you make that first one. The, the first one's, yeah. It's everything. Yeah, and yeah. You yeah. have to make the first one. But if you miss the first one, then it's like, holy shit, I got to make the second one. You know what I mean? It's like the pressure goes from here to like, so you make that first one, and then it's, you know, I could see your dad. Your dad was over there like, yeah, he was, I saw a lot of people stressed out. And I really didn't have one nervous bone in my body. Like, I I really didn't feel the moment. I was, I was even telling everyone here after the game, like, I was like, you know, it's crazy. I get fouled. They, they're going to review it. So I'm just worried if it's, if they're going to somehow call yeah, foul yeah, on me. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Cause I'm in the play. So I don't remember. So I don't actually feel what's happening. Did yeah, I foul yeah. him or something? I get back to the bench. The first thing Nate goes and says is, oh. You're good. Like, you're going to be shooting the free throws. Carl's going to be shooting. As soon as I heard that, everyone's in there stressing about the two free throws and stuff. I swear, I was telling everyone here, I was looking up and I'm watching the replay. And all I was thinking about, you have these two big free throws, sellout crowd, target center. All I was thinking about was, wow, I put a lot of torque on my right calf right there. (laughs) So I'm over there analyzing my calf more than the shots because I felt the shots were good. In my mind, they were good. So I was just more like analyzing something. I'm like, wow. I had the picture of it too. I was like, wow, my leg took a beating on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you did. You had a oh my God. You know, I had the RG1s. They like my leg, my foot was coming out of them on some Zion shit. I didn't know what was going on. Slipping. <laughs> so I was just like, damn, like I really, I really put a lot toward it. Not, not, not caring about the two free throws. The two free throws, like I said, in my mind, they were good. Yeah, so I wasn't yeah. even tripping this whole time. So when I got up there, I remember shoulders, you know, shoulders weren't high. I didn't need to breathe. I'm just <laughs> give me the ball. Let me get this over with so we can That's go confidence, home. confidence, bro. <laughs> Elite. For sure. As tough as it was sitting out all those months, what was it like seeing your guys battle in such a tight Western Conference with the guys like Nas Reed mm-hmm. and Jaden McDaniels really stepping up all season yeah. and kind of, you know, taking over when they needed How to? How good has Nas been? Yeah, Nas is like, Nas was the best kept secret that's now out. And now the whole league knows about Nas Reed and everybody wants him. It's a great year for everyone and to know about Jayden, Nas. Yeah, right, <laughs> it's right, the yeah. perfect year for everyone to get to know Nas. And and, and then you have Jaden, who's like really established. You know, he's establishing himself as a, a premier complimentary player in the league. And I think that's one thing, too, is right here, this guy right here. Well, I say it like this, but to Austin, because it's the vets that have instilled this confidence in him to go think he's bigger than what he, he thought he was. You know, people like Austin have always... Everyone's been telling him how great he is. And I think that, like, our vets, like, Austin just took the blinders off and said, really, like, take a chance to look at yourself how you really are in our eyes. And, like, you know, we see him as a different way than he sees himself. And now he's starting to realize, like, maybe I am the people they 
Maybe I am what people say, what these vets are saying to me. We wouldn't lie to him, so. Yeah, right, right. No, no. Telling you you nice, so just it, be, accept you nice. <laughs> you just nice. Right. And you've seen the level Jaden and Nas just keep reaching. Yeah. They're so talented. I, I really do believe Jaden has the ability to be a, a, a superstar. And I mean a superstar as in one of those superstars that's one because he's elite in a role. I'm not saying Jaden's a guy. Like a, like a Mikel Bridges. I'm saying like, like a Scotty Pippen. Like Scotty Pippen was great because mm. he. No, no, no. I know that's a, a crazy name to say because it's Scotty Pippen, but he literally has that ability. I'm not even kidding. The guy's a freak athlete. He can score the ball, but Scotty was great because he wasn't Jordan. You know, he had Jordan next to him. He had guys that closed the game for him. I'm not saying you can't close a game through Jaden. I'm just saying Jaden next up to a superstar, like Jaden, complimentary piece. I see Mikel Bridges' ability. Jaden's a 20 point per game scorer, uh, uh, freak athlete. Two-way player. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And Mikel was very, you know, he was obviously he's really good in Brooklyn, but he was a he was really great in, in Phoenix too on a really good team. That's how I see Jaden. I see Jaden as a guy who's going to be like a a big time player on a compliment, you know, as a complimentary player with stars, like he is right now. That's what they're molding him to be. And it's perfect. You have Carl, you have Anthony. And then you, and that's the silver lining when a guy goes out is that these other guys get to step exactly. up. And now when everyone he comes got, back together, got, you have a deep. That team. is the silver lining. That's one hundred percent the silver. I said lining. that on NBA TV too. It's like the glass half full. Is that like these guys have got to grow more because I wasn't there, right? Also, instead of having to take those responsibilities and you know they don't have to, they had more put on their shoulders and they were able to expand their game and see that what more they could be, you know. And Ant's become an all star, and Jaden's. Becoming an all-star. Nas Reed is, he asked for those minutes. He made the most of them, though. Yeah. Oh my God. He's a I think, I think what you just said is 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 that's really important for people to understand when people talk about the success that a team has, everybody always judges on who wins the championship or not. But and I I, I get it. Whoever wins should be, you know, obviously that's the team that was most successful that year. But you can argue on another note a team that set themselves up to be very successful for the next five years is just as successful. And I think when you look at what OKC's done with their young core, and I think when you talk about this team and Carl being out and young guys being able to develop, now you have Carl back with these guys having the confidence in the year that they've had. It's really hard to argue that Minnesota isn't one of the best up-and-coming teams in the NBA and that this isn't a team that, you know, if you're defining by success, isn't a team that's, in that conversation, I mean, this Minnesota's, I really do believe, is set up to be a contender for their, the next, you know, couple years with their young core here. And the development of Nas and Jaden, and obviously I know free agency is going to, you know, play its part this summer. We'll see how that goes. It's a whole different monster. But with the young core that they have here and the complementary pieces they have around it, it's really hard to argue that they're not in the mix. We're not in the mix. Well, especially the way last season ended. And, you know, they went to game seven. They were, you know, they were a fun team. Went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Grizzlies. And then in the summer, you know, a lot of people have had a lot to say about adding Rudy and pairing Rudy with Kat. Uh, I just wanted to know, Kat, what, what were your first thoughts when they yeah, added what, Rudy? What were your thoughts I was in London about to eat some Nobu. So, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? I was walking into some crazy <laughs> shit. I was, um, I was in London, for real, for real. I was working out. And my phone died, so I left it. Um... I was I had it on me, and it died. So I was in a Nobu Hotel in London. I'm working out. I was thinking about the season. I'm like, man, we're gonna be so good. Like, I'm I'm always thinking about the season. Like, right, it stresses right. me out. Okay. So like, 
I was just working out. I got a great workout in. My phone died. So when I get upstairs, my girl is in the room getting ready for the night. And my boy's on the phone with her. He go, and she goes, did you hear what happened? And I was like, what happens? You know, I'm, that's PTSD. I don't want to hear that. So I'm like, what's going on? She goes, uh, y'all got Rudy. I said, oh, shit, we got Rudy Gay. That's dope. I love Rudy Gay, man. <laughs> and he was, and they were like, no, idiot, you didn't get Rudy Gay. I was like, oh, shit, what happened? What Rudy? I'm thinking about all the other Rudys that he's done. Shout, shout out to Rudy Gay. I love Rudy Gay, man. Shout out Rudy Gay. I just was like, damn, they said Rudy Gobert. I said, Rudy Gobert? How we pull that one off? <laughs> yeah, that's just that. I, I had no idea. I'd never and been the talking idea about of you it. you playing with Rudy would... I never thought of it. So I was just like, oh, okay, you know, because they were always talking about all of us being like the elite centers of the NBA. So you never think like, oh, you know, this is not like a DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Anthony Davis thing is happening. Like, I feel like, I don't know if people were doing it. So I never had a clue it was going to happen. And she goes, yeah, we trade Rudy. I said, oh, so my first thought was, who do we get rid of for Rudy? That's because yeah, 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 then yeah. if you know you got person like Rudy Gobert, what's the what was the return for them? Right, right, right. And you know, I'm hearing Vandals out, Bev's out, like a pack pick is out. And I'm like, damn, like whole team changed. Out. Yeah, you know, the whole the whole landscape changed all of a sudden. So I was working out for a different landscape than I was now walking into. You know, yeah, you're right, right, on, right, right. I gotta be the biggest, baddest center around, you know. And now you're like, well, Rudy's change here. Your, change your whole dynamic. You're a small a forward, power forward, you're not in the paint as much anymore. You know, you're thinking about all the battles I've had to go through getting those rebounds. And then all of a sudden now it's like, Rudy's got to do that. And you don't got to do So I'm like, what? And this is your, what What season is this for you? This is eight. So when you think about it, because I think in the beginning of the season, people saw us as a team have a little bit of struggle mm -hmm. trying to figure out that dynamic with you and Rudy. Mm -hmm. And what people have to understand is that's eight years of you unlearning yeah. habits of you being the center. Yeah. And changing your playing style to a stretch four. Yeah, remember I haven't been a, I haven't been a uh in any sort of a, a power forward. I mean, I wouldn't even say that was the time, but I was with Gorgie Zhang and that was what my second year in NBA. Right. So not a lot of time if you it spending it really wasn't even like that. And you were still, still the biggest guy in the yeah, floor. You're bigger than Yeah, it was kind of like we just had Gorgie, he played more like power forward center, I would play center and whoever the biggest dude was, I would get and he would just go and guard whoever. But I'm talking about true power forward. I haven't done that since college. That was Willie. Because Willie yeah. Colley-Stein was, right. our, was our center. Right. right. So I, I, I never thought in my career this would happen. So yeah, when yeah. the Rudy news came out, I was as stunned as everybody. Yeah, to know. right, 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 right. Um, it, it just was one of those dynamics where, you know, you haven't been used to. I felt pretty good early on with Rudy because I just knew as a big man, what a big man would want. So yeah. I knew how to get him really involved. I think it's a it's a large, it's a big change to have that also with young guys yeah. who have just got accustomed to Vanderbilt being in the game. Literally, right, right, right. Ant was working out with him when he got traded and they were asleep when they found out what happened. So Word. that's one. And then, you know, you got Patrick Beverly, who was a big person for us uh, in the person, locker room. And stuff. Now you, now yeah, he's yeah, not in yeah. the locker room all yep. of a sudden anymore. So it's like, you're trying to figure out. Now you're scrambling. We all haven't seen each other in the summer. We just had that long, we just had that playoff run. Everyone just getting started kind of in their yeah. like off season. So it, it was a big change, but what this, I believe it's my eighth year, seventh year. I think it's my seventh actually, but been around a long time like you, Austin. And I, every year I've been in Minnesota, I've always experienced change. Yeah. The word change has been synonymous with every season with the Wolves. So 
Yeah, no one's no one's seen it as much as you. Not a lot of players have. I mean, I, I I've been in, in the league for eleven years now, and for you to be in only one city your entire career mm. and gone through no one does that anymore. Coaches. No one does that anymore. Is that something you see yourself? I mean, Pasha, I know you wanted to ask this. Is you know Yeah, I wanted to know. Well, first and foremost, you know, growing up, did you ever see a player's career and, you know, think to yourself, that's the kind of career I wanted to have, whether it's Tim Duncan or even KG, who I know you were a teammate with? I mean, who was the guy for you? I mean, I always wanted just to win rings. So, yeah. you know, I, I was always big on rings. Like, I remember when I was in high school, my dad had been a, 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 a like, a new, big-time New Jersey, and a lot of people's my Hall of Fame coach in New Jersey. And yeah. he... He had all his rings in a in a ring case, and I used to walk by every day going to school, and it would be my motivation with playing basketball. And I always told him I have more rings than you, so all I knew was rings. Right, right, right. So when I was coming growing up, I was like, if I get an NBA, I just want to be able to go to the, the finals and win a bunch of rings. You know, of course, everyone wants to win. So KG was a dope, is a dope, you know, tale. You know, I'm in the tri-state. He comes over from Minnesota to Boston, wins a championship. We all go crazy. Everyone goes crazy in the tri-state because you know, right. That's a guy you get to actually see by by chance on TV right, or right, in travel. Right. So it's like, oh, Mike Boston won one. That's something I'll take notice of. Um, I, I I don't know ring wise. I would love to say if I could mimic a career with the knowledge I had, especially then it was more of a Tim Duncan. You know, he won multiple rings, had such a crazy winning percentage. Every time he almost walked on the court, it was like he was winning the game. I, I think who is it? It was he has like a, a six thirty seven winning percentage or yeah, something. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that? His like, run with the Spurs is like insane, he, he, and he should and he could have had one more ring. Yeah, the the the, the Miami the LeBron ring in in Miami is that still was, to this day. I was at that game. Were you? I was there. Yeah, and out. they were bringing the banners out and the confetti out mm-hmm. because everyone was and the NBA showed it. Yeah, they were showing. The, the yeah, part, they were showing the tunnel. Crazy. Like every the game was over. The game was done. All the Spurs had to do was a couple simple things, and you know that's another championship to TD. And obviously, whatever happened happened, but. I mean, and then you, to to transfer, you know, switch topics back. You ended up even playing with Kevin. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? I, I I know Kevin obviously, but it's only just from an experience of yeah. just seeing him work with my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played against him a couple of years, but that was at the tail end. Mm-hmm. Having him as a teammate is a whole different thing and a whole Man, different it's experience. Crazy. It's crazy because. When I walked in, you know, you see KG, and you're like, "Man, that's like that's crazy to be able to learn from him," but. He's one of those guys who really, when he he's the personification of one of those guys who is a teammate you always want to have. You know, I'm trying to say he's one of those dudes when he walks in the room, it's just everyone has such tremendous respect for a legend like him. So it's just it's, you know, I don't know. D'Lo had Kobe, Lamarcus Aldridge right. at the end was with Tim Duncan. Right, I was with KG, but just you you understand that kind of respect when a legend like that walks in the room. You know how much work and effort and and success. And all the accolades he comes with, it's just like. What was the biggest thing he he like? What's one thing you took away from your time playing with KG? Like, what's thing? What's one thing that like you saw and you're like, or one thing he he broke down routine. to you? Routine, routine, routine you see habits how I was built from KG. Like my habits, my routine, how hard I work. Like I've always been a hard worker. I've always been willing to be live in the gym damn near. But he was the one who was super big on me about like your routine. It has it's everything. You won't succeed without a routine. So. I'm going to show you my routine. You could build off of it. You could take it. You could do whatever you want with it. But I need to show you this young fella. And that's why my routine is the same way. Because when Kevin used to come, 
Kev will come in, put his clothes on, have great energy, say hi to everybody. That's why I'm big on like saying hi and uh, to the everyone in the medical stuff. But I'm usually the first one in, so no one's there to say hi right, to. Right, so right, right, right. even the chef's not there, no coach is there. So when I walk in, I go I get dressed and I go straight to the weight room. That was just like Kevin. Kevin was like just the same way. KG would go, he would walk in, get dressed, go right to the weight room, start hitting legs immediately. Boom. And then I would just do the same thing. I started the same way he did his routine, the same way I do my routine. Yeah. Um, my my sensei, I would say, but like my, my top dog is uh, Arnie, and Arnie was with us, and that's what KG got his routines from mm-hmm. too. So we got the same routines now. So I was the same way he would do that. He would go shoot on the court. He would go from there, go back in, in the locker room. He'd be chilling, talking. And then after that, he's just getting ready for practice. When practice comes, yeah, he's ready to go. So, so I just took my... That's what really what I got from him. Routine is everything. I've been trying to tell... Do you appreciate... Like do you take some of that stuff? Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. going to say, do you take some of the stuff that KG taught you to try to help out with for like... For sure. Like an ant and... Jaded, jaded and Nas, Nas, all these young... Just, especially Nas. Nas, yeah. Just a routine. Have something that when things are not going right and, you know, basketball is, is, is a very unforgiving sport sometimes yeah. and like... You have something to fall back on that brings normalcy to the day. If you're not making shots in the game and stuff, you at least know that the next day you're gonna have your routine to fall back on to put you back in line. So yeah, it's, and I and I took I took note that you sit next to Nas in the plane. Yes, that I'm I'm assuming that's by design. Yes. to like you know yeah, yeah to yeah. be that for him. Yeah, you know I just. We grew up with each other. I know that my voice Jersey. carries weight with him. Yeah, Jersey. Shout so. out to Jersey. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I know my voice. Carries weight, and I just when he first got here, I wanted him to be successful. You know, take care of kids from my hood too. So, um, that was by design. I wanted him to have someone of familiarity with him, and someone that he could always fall back on if he needed advice or anything. And it was great that we played the same position, so I could tell him how I was finding success with certain people, and and tell him how I was doing it. And you know, now he's grown into his own player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're a part of that. Yeah, nah. We I definitely talk to him a lot. That's my dog, man. Yeah, I see it. That's my dog. That's dope. When you first got in the league, you had, you know, Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins. You were like my league pass team. I loved watching <laughs> you guys. All three of you guys were all-stars last year. Yeah. Do you ever think maybe what if, you know, you guys all were able to grow together? Because you've seen so many, so much turnover since you've been with uh, the Timberwolves. Do you ever think maybe if you, Zach, and uh, Wiggins could have stayed together, what that could have been? Yeah, Because all sure. three of you guys last year, like for I said, sure. were all-stars. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What you mean? I, that was supposed to be... That was the legacy team. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, what yeah. it was put together for. So when Flip... When Flip... Uh, when Flip took the reins and he had all of this work and, you know, he had that vision in mind since the beginning that he was, he's got draft Zach. He had Wig. He got Wig in the Kevin Love trade. And then, you know, so happily, I became the first number one pick in this franchise's history. And he he landed it. I think he already knew that was going to be his, like, his three horsemen. Like, he was yeah. going to run, run with us. We had a great back of squad. We, we drafted Tyus Jones with me. Yeah. So, imagine you had us foe. You had Gorgie Zhang, who was super comfortable yeah. here, was putting up big numbers, had confidence. Um, Tyus, yeah. Tyus. We had uh, Belly, Nemia, yeah. Yeah. Who, who was drafted in the same draft with me and Tyus, weirdly yeah. enough. So, we had us three. We had, you know, we had some people. We had Leo. Leo, who we traded in with Rudy Balmero. Okay. Balmero was like yeah, a yeah, stash yeah. pick. Yeah. So we had we had a team. We had a team. Was, was Ricky Rubio on? Was Rubio and we had on Ricky. Any of those teams? And we had Ricky. Yeah. Come <laughs> yeah. on. We had we had everything that people who like love Minnesota was already ingrained in the community. 
felt comfortable with it and were comfortable with the jersey. All. Yeah, you at know, that I think point, that's one of the hardest things to do in the NBA is get someone to buy into the jersey. Yeah, right, right, right. Get someone to buy into the yeah. Yeah, the culture of the team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I remember I remember you guys were giving the Warriors one of the few teams that can give the Warriors trouble mm-hmm. when the Warriors were actually hooping. I remember that. They had, they had a tough time guarding you. Remember, you for sure. I don't know if it's back in my rookie year, we were the there was five games left. I think it was they had to play Spurs, Grizzlies, us, someone else, and the Spurs again. This is Spurs with Kawhi. And they had to win four of those five. I think those were the teams. They had to win four of the five to um, go 73 and above, 73 wins and above to beat the 72 record by the Bulls, mm. the 72 and 10. So they needed they needed to win four of the five. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. Which they ended up doing. Yep. But they ran into one obstacle, which was us, because we were one of those teams. And I remember they were like, our win odds are like, they're going to, they have like a 95% chance of winning this game. They should steamroll past the Timberwolves. And we I took that this. serious. I remember it was on TNT and we won that game and we felt more proud than ever. And the crazy part was we celebrated in the locker room like we won the championship. <laughs> Next week, the last week of season, man, we, we had no chance of making the playoffs. That was crazy <laughs> for us to be in there celebrating like that. Like we said earlier, man, several linings, man. You gotta, sometimes you got to find several <laughs> linings. You got to. Yeah, yeah. You got to. If you, can't, if you can't make the playoffs, you're trying to mess up somebody's history. Somebody. You ain't trying to be part of this. It's just like when Aaron Judge last year. No one was trying to be that dude who gave him that home run. Yeah, no one wanted no, to be that. You don't want to be that team that helped them get there. You don't yeah, want to yeah, do that. Yeah, facts. I respect it. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Being around Zach early on, how do you compare Ant's athleticism with Zach's back then? Mm, good question. Wow, that's a great question. Ant's a more powerful dunker. He's a guy yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. looks for the contact, yeah. and he's willing to take the contact while jumping. Zach, which is funny, years ago when we played, I used to always clown him because I was like, you need, 
you the slam dunk contest champion. Don't poster nobody. They don't dunk a lot. You don't dunk at nobody. Yeah. You be doing these little fast break open court dunks. You need to go catch somebody at the yeah, rim. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I badgered him just enough. Then we played the Suns. Oh, that dunk was crazy. On Lynn. And I was, he looked straight at me. He said, I told you, motherfucker, I'm going to get one. Yeah, yeah so, he's that. that's one of his best dunks. Oh, yeah. And it, it only took me about bullying him for about like a month <laughs> and a half. But he's, it was one of those things when Zach would jump, though, it's like he's levitating. I think it's like, it looks fake, like the way when he jumps. Because when he dunks it, he's still going up. When Ant dunks it, it's just powerful. Like, he throws the balls through the rim so hard, the ball goes so fast at the floor. Like, when Zach dunks it, he dunks it regularly, it goes through the net, it's cooling, and he's just still flying in the air, just chilling. Like, I've never, when he went through the um, through the legs at the dunk contest from the free throw line, Yeah, that was never a dunk he worked on. That was just off the, just... Off the, because he never had tried it. Oh, that's crazy. He was like, his the dunk was supposed to be him jumping over a celebrity and then it, it got backed off at the moment he was trying to do it. So he came up with that so on the fly. So he came up with that on the fly. He's never tried it. He's never imagined it. He just said, I got to do something because if I don't try something crazy, I'm not going to win. And he that was the first time he's ever attempted it. He's wow. even tried it. And he did it on national TV at the greatest dunk contest ever. And he makes it on the first try. That That is probably the... Greatest dunk contest ever, no? It's absolutely yeah. the greatest. Also, I want to know what celebrity backed out at the last second. That yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what celebrity yeah. backed out at the last second? I'm going to leave that for him. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up working out. It ended up working out. It did. It yeah. worked out because was, yeah. I, he had it in his back pocket in case he needed it. Yeah, yeah. And he knew. And, he, and it was crazy because I was with him at the, at the practice. When I was at, with him at the slam dunk practice, we had... Had he had he had heard like little whispers that Aaron Gordon had some shit with him for this for the slam dunk contest. So I remember we was at practice and he was working out and he's telling me he was like, "Man, I'm telling you, I'm hearing Aaron Gordon coming for it. He not playing around with this slam dunk contest." And and Zach took that serious. And yeah, he, I remember yeah, he was yeah. warming up. He was like, "Man, I, I need to make sure I have an emergency one just in case. I need." I mean, you know you got too much bounce. That's what you know. You got you got dunks in the in the back. <laughs> you, got emergency, you got emergency dunks that you can go to when you need to. The great point, you know why that was the best slam dunk contest of all time? Because everyone made it on the first try. That is why. And people underrate that. That is exactly why. When they went up, it was it was, it was a one try only. There's something to a multiple try dunk that just takes away the appeal. I think because yeah. the because the shock yeah. is out. Because yeah, now well, you yeah, know what's happening. You know what's happening. So it's just like, and you tried it when when someone tries it the first time in front of the whole world, there's just a the yes, only dunk I think the only dunk I think that someone could try twice. They could do it once, fail, and then do it again and do twice, and I'll still it's give them the same up. reaction. No, through the legs twice, like in NBA Live. If someone could do it through the legs twice, yeah, 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 I'll give them. I'll give someone them three will. tries. Someone will. I'll give eventually someone will do that. But if you do that on the second try, me and you are still going like, yeah, yeah what? You've never seen it before. No, never I've never seen that before. Yeah. And that's a dunk at NBA Live it's that hasn't been done yet. Has that no. ever been done, by the way, the between the legs twice? I think there was a dude on one of those dumb yeah, dudes. Yeah, I've seen it on like YouTube. On like, like on like Instagram. But I need to see like in a slam dunk. I'm talking yeah. about with the pressure yeah, on. Yeah, those, you can't trust those LA fitness rims. Those no, crazy you can't. dunks no. you see, I don't know if those are regulation. Can't I don't trust. Know if that's, and that's me being you know an LA fitness player. I want to see right like, now. I don't care if it's a college <laughs> slam dunk contest or like if it's a college one or the NBA one, but I just need to see it in a real yeah. legitimate like televised slam dunk contest. I've only ever seen it at like LA fitness. And this, like, this guy right here actually 
has like banners at LA Fitness. He has like jerseys. Ooh, I wouldn't say banners, but I saw it at LA Fitness. Well, who do you compare yourself to? So tell Carl who do you compare yourself Michael to Jordan? as a basketball player? I am the. He thinks you're you. You call yourself Brooklyn, the Brooklyn version of Darren Williams, not Utah Darren, but Brooklyn Darren. Let's go Cleveland, Darren Williams. <laughs> Cleveland, Darren's crazy. Okay, Bro- Brooklyn, Darren was a bucket though. Why still. Brooklyn, Darren was still getting to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting no, to yeah. it. I'll give you Brooklyn, Darren. You dominate LA Fitness, and he was still like a superior. <laughs> I got to see this. I got to see way, this game. Cat, cat. I, I brought Austin to LA Fitness, and he took all my shine. Shot the ball every time. Didn't pass it all. I wouldn't, I don't play, know I wouldn't play at LA Fitness last year. You did? Yeah, I did. I would have joined that one. Just up. on some like, why not? Just go out there and hoop. You know what's crazy? I don't like playing those summer final fives. You know where it's like those like leagues and stuff that's just not I was my about style to say, I never and I never nah. seen you you've never done I've never seen you in uh, Dykeman and Dykeman or the like the Rico Rico Hines Rico yeah that's just not your thing uh, that's not my thing I I remember doing that for so long and I understand it's for the fans and everything but like yeah you're more so just work out fine tune and then get to work when the free. season. Nah, fuck that. I ain't playing for free. <laughs> That's my off time. I ain't gonna lie to you. All Towns is not playing nah. for free. I, but I'll do it if, like, if I want to. If I'm like really wanted to, like I will. Like if you told me LA Fitness, yeah, I was pulling up and it was just right. like for fun. I'm playing. Like I'll just join just right, to play. Right, but right, I'm right. not like the whole shine, the whole thing. Like I don't. But you wouldn't ever want to go to like. I would especially, do Dykeman. Especially you're from Jersey, bro. I would maybe That's do Dykeman, Rucker like, you, Park. You would never yeah. want to go to Rucker Park and have I've a game I played the there Rucker. when I was growing up so much. So it's kind of like the lust of it is still there, but I've done it. Right. And I've, you know, I've had moments on it. I've had great games. I remember being on uh, in Rucker Park playing with my Reebok pumps with a crowd and like getting yeah. bucked. You know what I'm trying to say? So um, I, would, I, would, I would maybe do Dykeman. If anything, I would do Dykeman just for the hood. But like. I just, in the summer, I, I like, you know, I like traveling. I like doing my own thing. I like working out. I'm weird. Like, in the summer, I'm a very much of a one one and old guy. I like working on my game, sharpening my tools and stuff. You know, I've played in the game so much that I know what I should be expecting when I get on the court, when someone's guarding me and stuff like that. Like, I never feel like anyone could guard me, so I never need to go there to work on my right, game right, with right, a 5-on-5 right, five right. five or one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I know I they guess. can't guard me. That's the confidence I got. But that's right. also how I feel. It's, right. it's been working, so I'm not going to... Say, but like this summer may be different. Yeah. Because this summer I want to go play with the Dominican team. So really, that would be cool. Yeah, really? That would be a fire. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, I'm trying to work that out right now. So that'd be sick. Coach Coach Cal was your coach when you played for the Dominican team yeah. uh, when you were younger. Did you already know at that point that you were going to go to Kentucky? or No. Was nah. that after you? No, nah, you know, I thought about everything because, you know, I was, I was, <laughs> it's funny, a lot of Jersey kids say this, but I was thinking I was going to be that kid, that top ranked thing that actually stayed home. I was thinking about being that top-ranked prospect that actually Rutgers. stayed home. I was going to go to Rutgers, yeah. literally home. So I was like, man, I can maybe be that guy that changes history and, like, makes Rutgers that Kentucky and stuff, too. And then, you know, obviously Kentucky was awesome. Yeah. I had familiarity there. I knew the coach. I knew they had a track record for making people number one picks. And Yeah, I that time with you went was, like, prime Kentucky. It was prime yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. I mean— AD just left. Julius and them just had that historic run in the Elite Eight Final Four with two Aaron Harrison shots, went to the yeah. national championship, unfortunately lost. Like we we was running shit and we still is, but we just it's different now with the NIL. Nah. Yes. I'm gonna go with that. I can't let my school down. <laughs> so you know what it, it is. It was like that school, it was like that going number one. I also had Duke in my mind because like I said, I've always been about rings, and that's all I was I've been obsessed about since that's I was you, you got that from your grandfather. From my dad, my yeah. dad and my dad. So it was like, 
I've been obsessed with rings. Like, I'm, I'm obsessed with winning. So it was kind of like, I was willing to go to Duke and uh, partner with Tyus and all of them and, and do it that way. Yeah, Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, because yeah, I Okafor felt like was it was there. a good chance to win another, uh, to win a national championship. Like, I wasn't even thinking about, like, number one pick. Like, of course, Kentucky's great. I could already know that they do a good job of taking care of people's families and players. But I also saw the team. We had Willie Colley-Stein. We had D-Book was going there. I could insert myself in that trade. Lyle's a top-ranked player as well. We had Aaron Andrew Harrison staying. Like, it just looked like a prime team ready. Like, think about it. They made the national championship team game with that team. And now you're just inserting four of the best players in the country with that team. Yeah. It seemed like it was a That was the team that had basically two starting lineups. Yes. We were the platoon system. Yeah. Yeah, we're the platoon system where I played half the game, Dakari Johnson. Which, which, Which coach has had the... Biggest impact on you. You played for you. I mean, Carl, you've been through a different. You played for Flip. You played for Flip Junior. Flip Junior. I played for Sam Mitchell on NBA TV. Sam. You played for uh, Tibbs. Uh, Tibbs. You played Finch. for Finch. John. I mean, you, you've had a, a plethora of of coaches. Which which coach have you really identified with and had something? And I know you've probably had it with all of them. Yeah. Every every single one of them taught me something different. That was yeah. very big and important. Okay. If you're talking about head coach, right? Yeah. Um, you know, who, you know, I would say who impacted me the most because of everything and the circumstance was Sam Mitchell, mm. because Sam Mitchell was asked to step into a situation where your your boss, your the head coach, passes away, and now you're stepping into those shoes with this number one pick. That's the first one the the team and organization has ever had. Yep. And now you're asked to lead him. Yep. And 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 grow him up and, and turn him into a man. So, I, for him to do that, make that one of my funnest, the one of the funnest. I think it is the funnest year I've ever had playing basketball, and just make that magical and make that special. And I know we didn't win the way we we wanted to, but how much I learned, how much everyone. I feel like a lot of us have such fond memories of that year with each other. I, I'm gonna say he had the most impact on me because he was he really. For my first year in the NBA, I saw how special the NBA was, and I actually was smiling a lot. You right. know, I had fun. Yeah. And th- that's a lot of circumstances. Like, I don't think a lot of coaches, when, you know, they step in, it's like, you know, someone got fired. You step in. You try to do it best as you can, given a grace. You know, there's no grace for Sam. Sam went in there with a coach that passed away, asked to take a team to the playoffs, and then at the same time with never having a head coaching, like having guarantee you're going to be the coach. Mm. And, he, and he ended up not being the coach, which, you know, I feel like that's a lot of circumstances for him to still come in every day with a smile and, and treat us with and give us the most of him he could give us that day, every single day coaching-wise, you know. Got a lot of respect for that boy. I got a lot of respect for that Sam man. Sam Mitchell. Shout out to Sam Mitchell. Shout man. out Sam Mitchell yeah, on NBA TV. You mentioned you were the first number one pick in the franchise's history. Did you? What did you first think when you knew that you were going to go to Minnesota? I, I, I'm imagining you never even had been to Minnesota before. No, no, I don't think anyone's ever been to Minnesota. <laughs> so that's the first off. Let's be real here. I mean, can we keep it real on the podcast? I don't think anyone's ever woke up one day at any other part of the country and said, "Wow, let me go to Minnesota. That's where I want to go." I ain't never think anyone has said that, but. Being a Jersey kid and being told, you know, number one pick is Minnesota. I was all in to come to Minnesota. I told Glenn, I told Flip, like, I want to be here. I don't know how many other draft picks can tell you 
they want to be in Minnesota. Right, 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 right. Like, right. Let's be real. Like, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. saying that? No one's really saying that. And I'm sure you got here and realized like this place is a lot better than what you think it For is. Sure. It's, it's kind of what happens is you go to a city and you realize like, oh wow, there's a lot of beauty to a city and there's a different side mm-hmm. to a city and a culture to the yeah, city that you kind of align with. I, I'm so happy I got placed here because one for my career, I just love the peace and quiet it brings. Right, you get the focus. Get the focus yeah, on your game. You know, that. the fans are amazing. The hospitality here. It's yeah. true that there is a thing called Minnesota nice here. Like, yeah, people are really nice and. It's just like the whole culture here, you know, it, it just, it feels like home, you know? So, you know, like I said, I was a, I was a young kid. I ain't never heard of Minnesota and I don't feel anyone ever. I could have asked somebody to give me advice about Minnesota. Yeah. So do you see yourself as a one, one team guy? I, I, I would like to be. Like you see Tim Duncan, you see Dirk yeah. Nowinski and you're like, those guys went to one city. They went to the good, the bad. They just toughed it out. They played for that franchise. Yeah. Do you I, see yourself as someone I, like that? I, I, I I am someone who could do that. Yeah. I know I'm someone who could do that. Yeah. I think you know like what me Damien's well enough doing to know right now I in Portland. Yeah. I, yeah. You fight that fight, but you, you live with the good and the bad. Yeah. You fight the fight. You come every year, you put your armor on, you get you your could best always sword. go anywhere. You could always go anywhere and go yeah, play. You know, for but, sure. but you but you have this winning it somewhere where you were drafted or somewhere where you're at, there has to be a certain level of reward to that. I just feel like it's it's so rewarding. When you do something here and then somewhere else, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a different reward you get. Like, it's the same thing with me. I play for the Dominican Republic team, and, you know, I remember making the World Cup. It was the second time we've ever made it in our country's history, right before I got to college, my senior year. It was crazy. Like, you, 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 you do it, you get streets named after you, right, you're like right, national right. heroes. Means more. Yeah, it, it hits different. And then and then being on Team America, you know, Team USA, of course, gold medals are always gold. Yeah, but yeah, but they're expected to win. Yeah, gold. you're kind of expected. So when you do it, you don't really get grace for it. You right, know? right, right. So right. I would say that's what's super cool about here is that no one expects us to win. So when we do something special and and we do something that we beat the odds and we beat the expectations, like it's it's just so much re- more rewarding on the soul. Right. You know, I like taking the hard road. I've always done that. So um, when I when I came to Minnesota, I knew what the situation was. Mm. I knew what expectations were. I knew what the situation was. Um, so ever since then, I just always wanted to beat the expectations. I wanted to yeah. bring this place back to winning. I wanted it to be regarded as a winning organization and a winning culture. So, And that's been hard, man. I mean, yeah. you've been through a lot. Man. How, how much have you been through? You've been more through 90% of it, probably your average NBA player, Carl, with its personal life, uh, front office life changes, coaches changes, player changes. Austin, he had that. Austin, he had that weird Jimmy Butler year. Uh, he yeah, came the, in the, and there was drama Jim, everywhere. Jim, and Jimmy year. He's, he's, uh, yeah, this, this guy. I mean, you you've you've dealt with a crazy amount of of, of change, man. Ah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can hit you with. Just re- re- reflecting wow. over the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? This is what... Seventh year? This is, I think it's my seventh year. I think it's your, I think, I'm going to say it's your eighth. Is it? Carl, what, you don't know. You, you don't know. I've had a lot of is... long years, man. Like, God damn. <laughs> I've had years that was like four years in one. I've, I've had, what, five coaches? Five head coaches. Yeah, that's insane. I had man. Flip, Rest of Soul, Sam, and front office changes. Tibbs. Ryan Finch, oh my God! Front office, don't get me started. Had- yeah, you've had a whole bunch of changes. Rosen, Ross, what's his name? Gerson, Scott, Gers, Gerson, Tibbs, Gerson, Gerson Rosen. Yeah, he's a nightmare. Remember, I had Milt Newton when I got drafted. Nightmare. Uh, 
Who? I had six. I've had six GMs. Six GMs is crazy. Tim's, I think Tim's my six. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's Tim's great. Yeah. So you know what I'm trying to say? So I, say like I've had six. <laughs> I've had more GMs than coaches. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's, that's not, bro, that's that's not people, it. People don't understand this is a business. It's not just like some like elective yes. you, you go out there and play basketball. Imagine you just business. imagine you you hiring someone for a one year contract and you're like getting to know them and when you finally get to know them, it's they're, like they're gone. They're gone. That'd be like going for anybody that has that works at a business, that'd be like your general manager or head boss, like just every year changing. Every year you're getting a new hard general to get a manager. relationship with them. Yeah. And, and think build. about think about how can you work? You don't yeah. even you don't even know like What's the wiggle room? You don't even know yeah, yeah, who yeah. they are. Yeah, You're yeah, like, you yeah. can't even implement them into the culture because you can't even, you don't even know them. How are you going to know, some, how are you going to implement someone in a culture you don't know? Right. Yeah. Mike Conley was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast the other day and he was talking about his favorite thing about Coach Finch is that he'll chew out anybody. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. who he is. He'll get it. He'll dig into somebody. He does. Have you experienced that? I know you haven't played nah, a lot for this sure, year, for sure. He be, has, has he, has, he's got any? He, he be at Ant's head. <laughs> he, he definitely, I, that's the one thing I'll give Finchie, or not the one thing, but one of the things I'll give Finchie is that guy, he gets after Ant. I mean, he pushes Ant to like. It's, Yo, Ant will have forty. I've been hurt. I've been in there one more days. Ant will have forty. I know. I watched it on TV. I was here watching it. And I'm like, man, Ant had a good game. You know, just didn't pull out the win. And we come back. I come back to the they whole come film's here. about Ant, bro. The whole thing be about Ant. It'd be like, he'd be like, look at you, Ant. Like, look what the you. fuck, Ant? What, what are we doing? What the fuck are you doing? I know. And I'm like, damn. And I'd be over there with my leg up too, you know, hurt as hell. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> no, I know Ant had like 46 and five type yeah. shit. And Ant will have 40, but he's trying to make, yeah, he's trying to make Ant better. He's trying to call mm -hmm. him out. Like, yo, you could be even better. Be, pick up your habits. Be better defensively. It's mostly, it's all defense. It's mostly, or like offense sometimes, a lot of times too. But like. Nah, just, he, be, he, be at his, he be at his neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He be at his neck. It's good though because. It is good. It's great. It's you know, great. I, I know like Pop was like that with Tim. You know, and he yeah. was like that with Tony and he was like that with Manu because if he could yell at the best players on a team and he could let yeah, it be respect. known, you get respect. everyone was yeah, on the everybody, everybody respects Finchie because of that when I, he does Because I'll tell you one thing, a lot when those Finchie be going there and he be at it. Or if he says something to you or Rudy, bro. Yeah. He says something to you, Rudy, or Ann. Oh, he'll bro. say anything to anybody. It sets the tone that, like, okay, this guy, yeah, he, he he's about winning. He don't care about nah, that. He, a lot of coaches won't do that, though. He told me straight to my face, I... I I'd dunk on my mother if I had a chance to win. Finchie said Yeah, that? he don't care, bro. He was I'll cross can my Finchie, grandma. I'll dunk Finchie on my mother dunk? if I had to win. Absolutely not. Finch, I swear. Finch can dunk? No, he was just... He was oh, like, oh, he, oh, I was about to say. No insane. way. But he was like, I, I want to win at all costs. I don't care what it takes. Yeah. Like, he don't Love care. That. Yeah, that's great. And that's good too, Austin, because, for example, if he yells at you, you couldn't even take it personal because you're like, this guy, he fucking yells at... Anthony Edwards all no, the time. No, no, like, you can't. Like, you, it's can't. Not, you can't even take it personal. When Finch gets off on somebody in film, nobody says anything ever because everyone gets it. So that you, you can't take it as disrespect yeah. because you see the best. When he gets after a Carl or an Ant, how the hell can you be disrespected? You know what I'm saying? You're like, he's getting after the best right. players on the team and you just got to shut up. You know what I mean? So he respects, and he respects Austin too because I sit right next to Austin. He'll like, he'll like ask Austin like he, like he's, you're, you're like your dad. Like you're another coach oh, yeah, in the room. Yeah, he'd, yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. he'd be like, he'd be like, Austin, you think that's right? <laughs> He's just looking back. <laughs> no, it, it's it's that's I I I really do enjoy playing for Finch. You know, this is someone that's even out of the rotation at the moment. Like this is a, I'm not even playing as much right now, Posh. Truth be told, and I still feel a part of the culture, which is rare, man. Usually when you're when you're not playing, obviously there's a side of frustration, right? We you all have that because everybody wants to play, 
but most guys turn also to like a negative, like I hate this team. I got to get out of here. I can't wait to show this team something, blah, 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 blah. Like I still feel very implemented here and I have a role here. You know, no matter whether I'm playing or not, I have a job to do and really just trying to just help who I can help. It, it could be someone different every night. It's usually not guys like Carl and Ant. They have their own roles, but like I have, you know, it's usually the other guys, you know, the guys that do what I do on a nightly basis and that's compliment. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty fun, man, to be here and play with guys like Carl. Um, it's a journey, man. And, I'll tell you what, Minnesota's been great. It's too fucking cold here. Cold as hell. It's too cold. It's still snowing. It, it, it's, it's March. <laughs> it is, yeah, I see snow on the streets and it's March, but we're making it work, man. It's The sun's coming out now. Today was beautiful. Um, so, you know, we're headed in better days. Kat, when you entered the league, big men were kind of in the Roy Hibbert mold. That kind of, not to pick on oh, Roy shout Hibbert. Shout out that to kind Roy. Of I was just man. with him at the No, world. no, no. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that kind of a center, and it's definitely evolved. You know, to present day, mm -hmm. would you say you had a big impact on that? Yeah, the game's changed since you've come in. You've, yeah. you've been a part of that. Bigs are shooting three. You are. You're, you, you shot. You made. You made two three pointers for Kentucky the entire your your lone season at Kentucky. You made two threes all year. Mm -hmm. and, but so, and, and I made two threes at Kentucky to, all year. But then when we had our pro day before the season started, I broke Kyle Singler's record for three pointers made in a drill. How crazy is that? <laughs> that is crazy. Like he yeah, would even definitely should let you shoot more. And it was on ESPN. You remember that pro day was on ESPN, so you could watch all of them go. It's not like I'm lying about it. You could go watch. Cal it. Calipari might have made should have let you shot a little bit more from threes. What you're saying? He fucking knows that man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But the how record. do you feel about the evolution of the of the big man these days? It's good. I, I, I mean, I think that, you know, like that I think I was one of those guys who started that wave because I don't know. I felt like when I was coming up, I felt like big men were getting more and more acts to do more. They were getting acts to do more on a daily basis. I was even thinking back to the days, like, it was crazy, like, for the Utah, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but Mehmet Okur. Yeah, yeah, Mehmet like, Okur. Mehmet Okur, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember how valuable he was. Yep. Because just because he could shoot, there was yeah. no big man that could shoot. One of the original stretch five. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like, and he was a true stretch five. Like, he was really, you know, he was and shooting. And by numbers, you're the, you're, the, you're the greatest shooting big of all time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Numbers prove that. Prove that. <laughs> numbers give me that one. So we're, we're, we're allowed to go on record. You are the best shooting big man of all time. Man, you could go make a championship belt and hand it to me for all that. <laughs> love that. Huh? Yo, I love that. Come on now. I love that. Yo, yeah, you heard it here first. Yes, sir. Yeah. Say it again. I say it again because people think I'll be bullshitting. I'll be dead ass serious. I know. You do be I dead ass serious. I oh, dead ass serious. Nah, I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> he can't. He when he. A lot of people. A lot of people would say it's Dirk, but we're saying the numbers. I respect the numbers Dirk. Don't lie. I respect Dirk tremendously. I love Dirk. Same. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. guy who he honestly the way I play is because of Dirk. He made it feel possible to do stuff like that. But no, no disrespect to the originator or anything. But I definitely think that. I've been able to take what he's done and the mold he's put in history he's make, and I've been able to build on it. And it's only because of him. Without him, I wouldn't have been able to do what I do. Right, right, right. So I, I just and that deficiency that. you're doing it at. Yeah, like I, I just, I just do it at a different level. But yeah. you know, also too, you stop talk by winning. So Dirk has something over me that I always won, and that's a ring. So yep. I got to just that. get one. You know, yeah. he's been able to hit those shots. What about Dirk having the hardest championship run of all time? Yeah, no, he did. He beat the Heat. That team is insane. He beat like he beat the Heat. He beat he beat the OKC. He beat the Heatles. He beat the he beat the Lakers. Yeah, he yeah, Lakers. No, no, no doubt. All in that run, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he, he beat Blazers first round. Brandon Roy's oh my god, last, last kind of run. Yeah, they had a good team of vets though. 
you know, yeah. Jason Terry and Deshaun Stevenson and uh, uh, Josh Howard. Uh, who else was on that team? Uh, Jason Kidd. They had, they had a team full Sean of vets, Marion. bro. Sean Marion. That team was full of like just absolutely grown men. That's a whole different NBA, bro. <laughs> Today is like the NBA is like an extension of college, bro. Like every team's 22, 21, 21, like 20, two, 22. like two vets. They make me feel so fucking old, bro. Like I go to the facility and people are like, what's up, old Tama? I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm 30. Like, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm in my fucking prime, dog. Like, I'm athletic as hell. I move. I, I feel good every day. Like, I'm young. They make me feel so old. It's just like, yo, this is crazy. That is true. When I was like a rookie, like, my vets were like, these guys had like grandkids. Not, not grandkids. <laughs> these guys were like, gro- guys, yeah, that might be a little crazy. But these guys were like grown men. You know, like, I mean, I had was, bills I, and everything. When I was drafted, I was, my assistant coach was Gary Trent, senior. Right. And now I'm playing against Gary Trent Jr. Right, right, right. right <laughs> when he used to right. come around the facility all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that tells you right there. It's I just, remember it's taking a new pictures NBA, talking man. about we played the Hawks yesterday. I remember taking a picture with Trey Young. He was in high school. And they were like, yeah, this kid's, he's going to Oklahoma. He's going to be really good. Like, trust us, fam. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't so tapped into the scene, so I didn't know. So, you know, he goes to Oklahoma. He comes out. Now we're playing against him yesterday. He's an all-star. I'm like, man, I knew when he was in high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Literally in high school. You, you should you should have heard how happy Austin was when you guys got Mike Conley. Because it made Austin, like, kind of young compared to Mike. And that's, Austin wasn't the old head anymore on the team. That's why. That's, that's, that's the only reason why. <laughs> Selfishly. Selfishly. Selfishly, I was, I, was, I was happy I wasn't going to be, like, this guy that, like, everyone looked at and saw, like, man, this guy's fucking old. Like, I was, Mike's... Mike's old. Mike makes us older for Mike's sure. Mike's 30, what is it, 35? 35. 35, 36. I mean, that's five, six years older than me. I'm, I feel, First you off, know what I feel Mike old Conley when I talk being to Being in the NBA at 35, 36, it's incredible. When I talk to Josh, I feel old. Yeah, Josh, one conversation with Josh, Mino, Mino, my not, me not, me not, me not, me not. He's, 19, he's 19. He, yeah, he's just young. He's Him, young. Wendell are young. But I Wendell mean, went to college and Wendell has such a like, he went to Duke, bro. Yeah, Wendell has such a poise it. about him yeah. that he's just like, he doesn't act like a rookie. And I love it. Uh, but Josh is like, you you talk to him, you're like, this is the NBA. I told Josh I played. Great I play, great guy, by the way, too. I, I love Josh. I told Josh I played against Kobe. He said, Kobe? <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit. I'm like, am I that old? Do you think this is the most talented team that you've been on since you've been in the NBA? I think this is one of the deepest teams for sure. I mean, we got, look at it. We, like Austin said, he's not even like, he's he's not in the rotation right now. Look, we got him at the at disposal at any time. Like, you know how crazy that is for coaches to have to walk in and know you got Austin Rivers? Shout out to, shout out to Carl for that shout out. I, I appreciate you, you know man. What yeah. Real talk. <laughs> Thank you, man. Real Bitch, talk. you listening? Goddamn, bro. You saw you saw what Austin came in the game, what he does best, man. I always Come tell there, him. Just be complimentary, man. That's man. all. That's all I try to be. Start on my role. I was just saying, like, we got such a deep team that you need this because... We couldn't have withstand. We couldn't have withstood me getting injured any other year, but this year because of just how deep we are. And yeah, how, yeah, no facts. We we were, we were able to hold it down to the yeah. best we could, and and now we're at full bad. strength. A lot of years I would have been like, man, but I had so much confidence. I was like, they're gonna hold it down until I yeah. get better. Yeah. Carl, it's a good place to stop. I appreciate you stopping by and talking to us. Means a lot. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. I've been wanting to get on this podcast yeah, for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>